had her coffee and smoked the day's first cigarette. Afterward, she dressed in a loose, lightweight cotton shirt, worn out over relaxed jeans and sneakers. The clothing was utilitarian, the styles chosen to hide her shape. She put on no makeup and added no product to her shoulder-length black hair. She was not trying to look unattractive. She was simply aiming to discourage any sexual feelings on the part of the men and women she encountered every day. At the front door of her functional apartment, she stopped and gathered her tools. Manila files, a clipboard holding forms called pinks, a couple of pens, her cell phone, her badge, and the keys to her car. She glanced at the mirror hung above the table and looked into her dark eyes. Not bad, she thought. Even without the war paint and with what I did to myself last night, I still look pretty good. Lorenzo Brown ate a bowl of Cheerios while standing in his kitchen, then showered and changed into his uniform. Walking to the front door, he passed a worn sofa and armchair and stopped to adjust his grandmother's hope chest centered behind the sofa's back. At the apartment's entrance, Lorenzo picked up a chain leash with a leather strap that hung on a nail that he had driven into the wall. Jasmine heard the clatter of the chain and joined him at the door. Lorenzo's landlord, Roby, had left him a long plastic bag, the one the post got delivered in, on the porch. As he always did, Roby had put the bag under half a brick so that it would not blow away. Lorenzo slipped the bag into his pocket and went down concrete steps to the street. He and Jasmine walked east on Otis Place, upper grade into the sun, along brick row houses with wooden porches, some painted and kept up nice, others in disrepair. Sturdy oak trees grew on the government strip along the curb. Lorenzo went up the block, stopping at the run-down stretch of 6th Street as Jasmine peed beside a tree. Down there at the corner of Newton and 6th, where Nigel Johnson's mother still stayed, Lorenzo could see a cluster of parked cars, new and late-model Lexus and BMW coupes and sedans, with a black Escalade tricked with spinners in the mix. A couple of young men leaned against their rides. The Lexus, a black GS430 with dual pipes and aftermarket rims, belonged to Nigel. Lorenzo assumed that Nigel was in there behind that tinted glass, sitting under the wheel, talking on his next tell. Few in Nigel's profession had their troops up and on the street at this early hour, but that was Nigel through and through. He'd had that kind of ambition and work ethic since he was a kid. The two of them had run these Parkview streets together, going back almost 25 years. As Jasmine finished her business, Lorenzo pulled gently on her leash. They passed the home of Joe Carver, another of Lorenzo's old neighborhood running boys, now living with his aunt. Joe's pickup, a red and white Ford 150, was not along the curb, which meant he was already gone for the day. Joe had been getting steady work as a bricklayer, a trade he had learned in the federal facility in Kentucky since he'd come out. Lorenzo walked along Parkview Elementary, 
where he had attended grade school. The summer school kids had just begun to arrive, some holding the hands of their mothers, grandmothers, or aunts. He passed the mural painting of successful black folks, Frederick Douglass and George Washington Carver and the like, that covered an entire wall. They'd had pictures of folks like them in just about every classroom Lorenzo had ever been in. But the pictures hadn't stopped him or anyone he knew from going down to the corner. Lorenzo hung a left on the east side of the school and went down Princeton Place, where his grandmother still lived in the house in which he'd been raised. A little girl he recognized, a six-year-old by the name of Lakeisha, came toward him on the sidewalk, swinging a clear book bag by its strap. Right behind her was her mom, a pretty young hairdresser named Rain. Rain was a single mother who undoubtedly led a stressful life, but seemed devoted to Lakeisha and always kept herself looking good. She and her daughter lived beside his grandmother in the next row house. Lorenzo stopped to let Lakeisha pet his dog. She had a pretty smile and cornrows with tiny seashells fitted on the ends of her braids. Jasmine's her name, said Lakeisha. Jasmine, said Lorenzo, looking at her fondly, barely knowing her but loving her, as she reminded him of his baby girl. Is she good? Most of the time? Lakeisha touched a finger to her chest. Does she love people in her heart? Yeah, she loves people, especially little princesses like you. Bye, jazz man, said Lakeisha, abruptly standing and going up the hill toward her school. Thank you, Lorenzo.